I will be preaching shortly this morning on the subject titled Don't Forget. Let me ask you anybody, say don't forget. Say you don't have a right to forget. It, it, it's okay. I know some of us, when we go to the washroom, we leave the washroom, close the toilet sink, and we shut the door behind us, and we forget that we didn't flush. It's okay. Somebody say it is okay. I know it's Thanksgiving Sunday. Mom is going to make good dishes. It's okay for you to finish eating the rice, and the rice is so sweet, you forgot to wash and do the dishes. Hallelujah. Say it is okay. Hallelujah. I know some of us, somebody gave us the right to church this morning, last week, and we never called to say hello until this morning to say hi, hi again. Tell you about say it is okay. I know sometimes we buy stuff for our children and they forget to say thank you. If you are a daddy here and they forgot to say thank you, and you look at yourself and you know how many hours you suffer to buy that thing, and they never and they forgot to say thank you. Say it is okay. Hallelujah. How many kids am I talking to this morning? Daddy has done something and you forgot to say thank you. It happens most times. And each time you tell them, what are you supposed to say? Thank you. This morning something happened and uh, I wanted to cancel the pizza evening and I thought about it. I don't let me make some people go to hell or be cranky this morning. So I said, okay, I've forgiven you, but next week, if you forget your Bible at home, there is no pizza Monday again. Hallelujah. And uh, it was like, what are you supposed to say? Thank you. Hallelujah. But most time, it's easy. We forget to say thank you. Most time, it's easy. We forget a lot of things. It is because we are human. We are human beings. Our memories are limited. It is okay. Tell your neighbor, say, it is okay. It is okay to forget. It is okay to forget to tell your wife in the morning that you love him or that you love her, rather. It is okay for you to tell your husband how much you love. It is okay for you to be carried away at work and you forgot to even say, hi, darling, how are you doing? How are you holding forth at home? It is okay. Hallelujah. But don't forget again. Amen. Hallelujah. It is okay for us to forget. It is okay for us to be carried away. Sometimes you promise yourself, I, I won't do this again. I won't do this again. I won't do that again. But sometimes we are carried away with our limitations, with our weaknesses. And somehow, the things that you said, you will not do it again. Some people, are, we are always at war in my house. Don't put a glass cup close to the edge of the dining table or close to the edge of the table but every time when i see it i say mm -mm. and my wife say what is happening i say no they understand what i'm saying it's a heart speaker to heart hallelujah it, it is okay for you to forget hallelujah but this morning god told me to tell you that there is one thing that there is a lot of things that is not okay for us to forget but i will just zero in on the tip of today's service or on the subject that we have in the atmosphere in canada today which is a season of thanksgiving and i want to teach us from the words of uh brother uh, apostle david or the psalmist david or daddy david that taught us never to forget the bible said in the book of uh, the, the, the Bible, the Holy Spirit took me somewhere this morning in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4 to 6. The Bible says, when thou makes a vow or when thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to, and defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou vow. Verse 5 says, it is better that thou should not vow than for you to vow and not obey. It is not okay 
for you to make a vow to worship God. It is not okay for you to make a vow to give thanks to God. It is not okay for God to do something for you and you forget to say, Lord, I thank you. Tell them, say, that one, it's not okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. It is not okay for you to forget your vow unto God. And this morning, our thanksgiving, our worship is our vow unto Him. He does not eat anything. I mean, it, 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 it's okay for you to, you know, sometimes as mothers, we get carried away doing work at home, doing busy at work, and we forget to take our breakfast. How I many of you know that it happens sometimes? Hallelujah. Some God will deliver some people at my right hand side. At 12.30, they, they are still not eating breakfast. And I wonder whether it is lunch or breakfast. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It, it is okay for us to forget. Hallelujah. To Not to eat breakfast. But it is not okay for us to know that this is the food that belongs to God. The Bible says he eats nothing. He needs nothing from you but only our worship. I know if uh, mommy Zoe should drop Zoe in crash tomorrow and she forgets to drop her lunchbox. Hallelujah. Amen. All hell is going to break loose. If she will be lucky if number one is not knocking at that door. That, that is child abuse. Hallelujah. I, it's okay. Like, amen. I hope my wife will forgive me and Janice and co. Last week, I went to work and I took my lunchbox to, to work. And that's going to be like the second time. Of course, charger, it's always lost. It's okay to forget my charger. But my lunchbox with the dishes, I know how dishes are special to the women in the house. And for me, while I was leaving, I forgot it. And for some reason, I've not been able to go back to work. But I promise I'll go get it. Amen. Hallelujah. It, 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 it's okay. It, it's okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They say it's okay. So if I don't get it, it it's okay. Because I'm afraid. It's like... Amen. It's it, it, it's almost like five days now since Tuesday, and I've not gone back. It, it, it's okay. Amen. Glory to God. But it is not okay when we forget to acknowledge what God has done. It is not okay when we forget to acknowledge what God has done. And that's going to take us to some lessons in the life of David. How he taught us not to never forget because David never forget all of the blessings of God. Can we join me this morning as we go deeper in God's word in the book of Psalms chapter 103 verses 1 to 3. Let's look at the life of David. How he taught us never to forget. Thank God for the Bible study this morning, the Sunday school that talked about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who remind you all things. God knows that it is easy for you to forget your commitment to your spouse, your commitment to your friends, your commitment to your work, your commitment to your community. But it is not okay for you to forget one only commitment that God is. It's okay for you to come to church without offering. How many of you have been in that shoes? There is no money in your, in a, in your bank account and you're wondering how will you give? And uh, you just came to church anyway. Hallelujah. How many of you, you, you have uh, gone to work and uh, you don't, you forget your ATM at home. The, the, the other day I was at, uh, I met you and God just sent you to you. I wanted to go get pizza and uh, I didn't have, and I, I didn't have money in my pocket and I thought I was going to grab some money from the ATM. 
I, I got there, my ATM was not in my pocket, and it was okay. But God positioned Brother Balogun at the car park. I don't know what you were doing at the car park that day, and he greeted me. And I just said, There's a guy there, come, you get $10 there because I just forgot my purse at home. So it is okay for you to forget things, but there is one thing that is not okay for you to forget, and that is what David taught us in this place. Psalms 103. The Bible says, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget, don't you ever forget his benefit. Don't you ever forget that he is the one that made you to lie down last night and he woke you up this morning. Don't you ever forget the breath in your nostril. It is tiny, it is small, but don't you ever forget. David said, forget not all his benefit. Who forgiveth thy iniquities and who healeth thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? How many people has God redeemed from destruction this morning? How many people have been forgiven this morning? How many people has God crowned their day, crowned their year, crowned their marriages, crowned their home, crowned their journey with his blessing? And David said, it is okay for you to forget everything. I know some of us didn't bring all the clothes we desire to wear in Canada to Canada. We forgot some of them. But it is not okay for you to forget God's goodness. It is not okay for you to forget how God has saved you, rescued you from destruction. When the immigration will not want you to fly, they will not approve your visa. And finally, God broke through for you. It is not okay for you to forget who satisfied thy mouth with good news with good songs so that thy youth is renewed like eagles father we ask that you will breathe on your world this morning we ask that you will teach us to have a heart of thanksgiving this morning lord we ask that you bring to remembrance for us this morning all of your faithfulness all of your goodness teach us to count our blessings every time we ask oh lord that you will teach us oh lord this morning to be grateful to live a life of thanksgiving lord i ask that you anoint my lips and get your word come with authority Lord, we ask that you will speak to every soul and give everyone a new song of testimonies of thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. So, I was telling us earlier, for man, it is easy to forget things because our memories are limited. For men, it is easy to forget a lot of things because we are distracted. But it is not okay for us to forget the goodness and the benefit of God. And this is what our brother David was teaching us this morning, that we should learn to count our blessings. We should learn to count our blessings. So many times we are overwhelmed with life. We are overwhelmed with life challenges and we forgot to count our blessings. So many times we have so much on your table. We have so much strength at work. You have so much strength from home. You have so much strength from the heat. You have so much strength from your boss. You you have so many assignments to do and you forget to count your blessings and you forgot to count your blessings and you forgot to remind yourself. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody like me this morning. A few days ago I don't know. I wanted to pray. I couldn't pray and I just felt I was down in my spirit. I was on a night shift down at an unusual of me when I'm 
during night job and stuff like that i just take my time to just pray and chakalaba and uh, whatever and some of those people thank god for masks i cover my mouth you don't even see anything i'm just praying the holy ghost and that night i found it difficult to pray and the holy spirit just wants me to just feel down this has not been done this bills is there it's not been paid this one is not this this one is not that when will you pay up this well and i was just imagine myself just going small and small and small and to regret and to just worried unnecessarily and the holy spirit just told me have you forgotten all god has done count your blessings right then now and i brought out my daughter and i begin to run write it down that this year god changed my address this year god bought me a new house this year i got a new job i got promotion at my place of work this year i had a year and, and i begin to count all that god has done and i told the devil i said don't you ever make me to forget that god is good don't you ever make me to forget that I sleep and I woke up last night and he is the blessings of God, he is the grace of God don't you ever make me to forget that my mom has not called me that she's been rushed to the hospital don't ever make me to forget that I've not had any cause to rush any of my children to the emergency or call 911 don't you ever make me forget that I've not had somebody died right in my house don't you ever make me forget that even in the midst of pandemic church has grown from just a few tens into a mighty nation don't you ever made me forget that once I was doing a two or twelve dollar ten dollar per hour job and now I can boast of good change in my pocket don't ever make it I told the devil I said don't ever make me forget of the goodness of God and this is what David was teaching us in this place this morning that counts your blessings when the devil wants to bring thoughts that you are rejected when the devil wants to bring thought that you are a failure when the devil wants to bring thought that your mother is not here when the devil wants to bring thought that your father is not here when the devil wants to bring thought to you that you are being a doctor and doing some great stuff even though that you had this background and stuff like that tell the devil don't ever forget that God is still good. David said when we count our blessings, we will be able to know how to praise God more. Maybe if some of us had counted our blessings last night, we will come to church with a more happier face this morning. Maybe we will be more happier than this when we learn to count our blessings. When you look at the life of David, David was not just a man that is given to worship and a heart of thanksgiving because he's a king. No. He was not a king without a warfare, without a kingdom that has all been shaking. David was not just a king without a battle. He was not just a victor without a fight. He fought so many battles. David was not just a king that has no emotion that has not been heartbroken before. You remember the time David lost. Hallelujah. You remember the time David lost a son. David had lost sons before. David had lost his home before. David had lost his land before. David had been despised before. He has been belittled before. David has been betrayed. His own son, Absalom, betrayed him and even wanted to take his kingdom. So what are you talking about? David has gone through all. He has fought so many battles. He has been denied. He has been disgraced. He has been ridiculed. He has, he, 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 he has been talked about everything we might be going through. He had been face to face with death as so many times before. His own men have turned their back. 
against him. David had been forgotten before because he was in the wilderness when Samuel came to announce someone in the house of Jesse as a king and they counted all the children of his father and they did not count him. Hallelujah. So say David has been there before and yet he never forgot all of the faithfulness of God. While he was forgotten in the wilderness, he was testifying that God delivered him from the lions. He delivered him from the bears. He was not like, eh, because I, I was nobody, I was not even counted as a bona fide child or daughter of my father. I'm not even regarded as someone in my, in my culture where, and whatever because I don't have this, I don't have that. And he, he never allowed all the things he didn't have get into his head and forget all of the faithfulness of God. And that is our situation today. So many of us, God has done so much, but what we are counting are the things that have brought us pain, are the things that have brought us sorrow, are the things that have brought us loss, are the investment that never yielded, are the effort that you put in your studies and you never got a job anyway. All you are counting today is that all my friends, they have jobs, they are going to work, but I don't have job. All you are counting today, you are looking out today at the things that God is about to do that you are waiting for and because of those things you tend to forget that God brought you out of Egypt God brought you out of Africa God brought you out you that you are not even qualified which one are they saying there hallelujah till today I talk to some people they still say they find it difficult to understand me I say don't worry at least they are paying me whether you understand or not understand it is where we do amen hallelujah Somebody was speaking uh, uh, England uh, English. How did he say it now? Uh, Queen's English. And me too, I'm even stressing myself to even hear. And she was telling me, well, I know you have an answer, and me too have an answer. So, but we are understanding. What is important is that we understand each other. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't ever forget that even though you thought you are not qualified, but those little, little things that God has qualified for you. That God has qualified. Tell your neighbor, say, don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. And I begin to round up this morning. What are the lessons that I learned from the life of David? David taught us the heart of worship. He taught us to always be thankful at all seasons. When it is good, when it is not good. When in the middle of a war, when in the middle of crisis, when boss left you. How many people have missed your boss before? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You don't ever miss your boss in, in winter time. Amen. So the Bible says, even when you miss your boss, like Sister Lovett, don't ever forget to find a place in your heart to worship. While the next boss is coming in the next 15 minutes, walk down the street, walk down the road, and worship God and give God some praise. Hallelujah. And you will see that there is someone there that will say, I love your voice. I love your son. They will know that you miss your boss. It's condition of victory. So David said, David taught us the art of worship, which is the art of counting our blessing. He taught us to worship God, to be thankful all the time. David also taught us in his Psalms that worship, thanksgiving, is the art of talking to God about God. A lot of us will come to church to talk to God about our lives, to talk to God about our prayers, to talk to God about our jobs, to talk to God, to God about our families, to talk to God about our nation, to talk to God about that body in your heart. But that is not worship. That 
that is not thanksgiving it is about telling god about god that lord you are good i every day lord i say you are good in all things lord you are faithful that is what david was doing all throughout the book of Psalms. he was declaring the faithfulness of god he was declaring the goodness of god how many people will be like paul and silas that they are bound in the prison that they are bound and not going forward or backward in their career in their finances and yet they got the god to say say lord we declare you faithful lord we judge you righteous lord you are good in every situation at all times you are good that is the art of worship telling god about god not about you and that is what god wants us to do this morning he wants us to come with a heart of worship he wants us to come with a heart that knows that we know god Things might not be going all right. Things might not be fine. But God wants you to come with a heart of worship and say, tell me about me. Tell me that I'm your daddy. Tell me that I can fix this. Tell me that I'm the one that's been carrying you since you are young and I'm still able to carry you. Tell me that I'm God all by myself. I don't need your daddy. I don't need your boss to promote you. I am God all by myself. Tell me that I'm God. Whatever you are going through, we must learn that the heart of thanksgiving is the attitude of declaring and knowing that God is God, God is good. Say God is good. All the time. Whatever you are going through, when you just receive a rejection letter from that application, say God is good. Say God, I thank you. God, I love you. God, I appreciate you. That is the heart of thanksgiving. That is the art of worship. Another lesson I learned from the life of David is that worship belongs to God. Somebody say, worship belongs to God. Our thanksgiving belongs to God. Worship belongs to God. Thanksgiving, thank you. If daddy has been taking thank you, you are better say thank God back because if you keep pocketing that thank you, you are taking the place of God. And some of us will get angry when people don't appreciate you. Stop it. You get angry when you send money to Nigeria and they never say thank you back. Stop it. Because worship, thanksgiving belongs to God. So don't expect thank you when you send money home, right? Don't expect it. Never expect it. Because it belongs to God. That is why each time somebody does something to Jesus, or Jesus performs a miracle, and they want to say, you are, you are good, you are this, he will say, I have only received of the Father, and I have done according to what my Father has allowed me to do. He never took the glory. He never took the praise. He never took thank you. So many times, when he heals, he will tell them, go and tell no one. Because the thank you does not belong to man. It does not belong to angels. It belongs to God and God alone. So this morning, say somebody say, forget that thank you. Because it is not yours. It is God's. It belongs to God. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 8. Jesus was replying to the devil. He says, only God 
we shall serve and we shall worship. Not any other person. Only God. Only God. Our worship belongs to God. Our worship does not belong to our pastor. I know there are some women when they see pastor, they can go on their knee ten times. Ah, God bless you, pastor. Thank you, pastor. But when they get home, they don't give the same regard, the same honor to their man, to their husbands. That is wrong. Your honor does not belong only to your pastor. It doesn't even belong to your pastor. All honor and glory belongs to God. It's good to respect pastors. It is good to respect your leaders to elders. But only God is worthy. And at home, your husband is the Lord over you. Is somebody getting some blessing there? So after God is your spouse, is your husband, is your head. The Bible says Jesus telling the devil, he says that you must only worship the Lord, your God, and serve him only. Time is on our side. May I also tell us something this morning that worship is for God's pleasure. Somebody say our thanksgiving is for God's pleasure. Our worship is for God's pleasure. You know, there are some of us that we are too touched that when worship is going on, we need the right keys before we can flow in the spirit. How many people are like that this morning? You need the right keys where you can flow. And you will tell him, that can you find key F for me? Can you find key C? Can you find the flat key for me? Because I want to worship. Hallelujah. How many of us are like that? We want good music so that we can worship. But I came to bust your bubble this morning. Worship is not about good music. It's not about the good sound. It is not about the good drums. It is not about the pleasure that you want. You want to dance. You want to. You want to do all those things. Your worship, worship, thanksgiving is for God's pleasure. So we need a reset. And that is why you wonder. Pastor has never led a song here because I know my key is uh, is a flat key. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But at home, when I'm praying, I can worship God. And God knows my tongue. And God knows my language. And I wonder sometimes at work, when I just pray my own, all those words will say, you have a good voice. You have a beautiful voice. On the streets, when I'm doing my morning walk, I will meet those people where we used to meet. They say, oh, you have a beautiful voice. Oh. I say, ah, which one? <laughs> Amen. But our worship it's not to give ourselves pleasure. It's not for you to feel good that you are enjoying good music and you are enjoying good sound. It is unto God. And God understands every tongue. God understands every language. Whether your own style is just one flat key, God understands your key. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Our worship is for God's pleasure and not for ourselves. So we are looking for one kind of song before you can key to worship. And if you have not sang that song, you have not keyed. We are missing it. Because thanksgiving belongs to God. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 10, chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. The Bible says, The elders in the heaven, they fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him with and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crown before the throne saying you are worthy O Lord to receive glory honor and power for you have created all things and for your pleasure 
they were all created. As a matter of fact, in heaven, I'm not even sure we're going to sing all these songs we are singing. Because the only hymn that I hear the angels sing is Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty. So all the songs, all the hymns, all the dialect, everything you wish you sing here, and if you are not singing it, you are not enjoying the worship, you are not slaying the spirit, you are about to forget it now. Amen. Because worship is for God's pleasure. Hallelujah. Because of our time, I need to jump because we need to run tight uh, somewhere now. I want to talk, show us one of the things that the Holy Spirit told me about the definition of worship and about the mysteries of worship and thanksgiving. What are the things that we need to know about worship and thanksgiving? Worship originates from a place of encounter. It is only a place of encounter that is where you can get the heart of worship. What do I mean by that? Everyone that worshipped God in the Bible days, that raised an altar unto God in the Bible days, they encountered God. When you encounter God, you will never forget to give thanks. You will never forget the heart of worship. When you've seen the mighty hand of God, look at Mary. When, he, uh, when Jesus, before the death of Jesus Christ, the Bible says he broke the alabaster box and worshipped God with his expensive perfume. Hallelujah. And they were wondering, what is wrong with this woman? Because she has encountered God in the previous chapter, when he saw God practically raised his brother up, do you think he will, she will ever forget God? When God gives you an encounter, it bats in you a heart of worship that can never be taken away from you. If you look at Abraham, look at Jacob, Look at Isaac, how they encountered God and they had a covenant with God and they promised that they will worship him all their lives. And my prayer this morning is that God will give you an encounter this morning. You will see the mighty hand of God in your life. You will see the mighty hand of God in your family. You will see the mighty hand of God in your career that God will bring you from nowhere and it will make you somebody in the name of Jesus. One of our pastors in, in Alphas was sharing testimony during the communion night. She was a nurse, she has practiced in Europe, in Nigeria for over 17 years before she came from, from Europe, from um, Ireland or wherever she came from. And she got here, she would not practice because of Canada laws, Canada rules. And she has tried all. All to know have to know have She wrote registered nurse exam maybe once or twice. She failed one the second times. Her paper was missing. They can't even find her script. And they were like, "That's strange." And God just did it that for her sake. Winnipeg just started a program to give registered, and the, the program was maybe sixteen weeks. And she had to go to Winnipeg, and she wrote it. And after she finished the program, the internship, they just closed their door, and they are not doing it again. She was rolling on the altar because she has seen God. She has seen the hand of God. She has seen the move of God. That only God can do this. When you see such encounter, you will never forget to worship God. When you see such encounter, how God brought the dead back to life, how God restored health, restored home, man. When you encounter God, you will never forget the art of worship. And that is what I want us to pray for this morning. That Lord, I want to see your mighty hand. When you see his mighty hand, nobody will tell you to give thanks to God. 
And then number two, lesson that God told us, that God taught me this morning, is that worship originates or begins with a new song. When God gives you an encounter, the next thing he gives you is a new song. A lot of us, when we want to worship, we want to worship with um, um, a sigma hallelujah, or which one? No, I told you, I don't have key. Amen. Uh, we, can somebody borrow me one song that I used to worship? That song that when you, it moves you when you worship. Amen. You have been so good. You know, a lot of those songs, we look for other people's songs to worship. But may I tell you that when you ask those people, how did they come about that song? They will tell you the history that when their life was so low, look at um, um, this guy, Dusi Oyekon. Look at when his life was so low, when he lost his precious wife, and while he was mourning, that was when God began to speak to him. And some of those songs that he hit on, begin to, he began to write them. Go and meet all of those people that have a song that has written some great, wonderful songs. Go and ask Sinatra, go and ask Nathaniel Bassi. They will tell you that those songs that they were singing, it was a product of their encounter with God. And that is my prayer this morning. That God will give you an encounter that will bat a new song in your heart. That will bat a new song in you. In the name of Jesus. When you encounter God, it gives you a new song. You don't need anybody's song to worship. God himself will give you your own song. Look at Anna. When God gave him Samuel, he wrote a song. Hallelujah. Look at Sarah. When God gave him Isaac, he said, God has given me reasons to love. And everybody that sees or that hears will love with me. The word love there is a reason to worship. And everyone that sees this boy, they will worship God with me. They will give thanks to God with me. May God give you a new song this morning. May God give you a new song this morning. I don't know, over your health, God will give you a new song. That I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I remember one song I used to sing. I remember when my wife had a malmectomy. Um, I think, was it malmectomy or whatever? The first surgery that I knew she had. I knew grandma told her when she was going in over the phone. She was not in Lagos then. She told her that we should be singing this song. And that was the song we sang all throughout. And that song has never left my mouth. I cannot forget. Eje to jejelo Kowa to misile Eje to shoni kavari at the point the doctor paused, he said, You or your wife, who is a who is a, a choir? Who is a, a chorister? I said, You don't worry. It is our song. It is our song. It is our declaration. We are declaring that God, you are God. Even on this table, you are God. And that is what I know that I can never lose her. Because God's blood is a faithful and is too good and is too precious. So when God gives you an encounter, the next thing he gives you is a song. And this morning, God told me that he will give you a song. He will give you a song of deliverance. He will give you a song of victory. When David fought Goliath and he won, the Bible says, sharp, sharp, they compose song. Sharp, sharp. The women, they begin to dance, they compose song. And they begin to sing. Sharp, 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 sharp. I say, God will give you a song. A song of testimonies. In the name of Jesus. And I want you to trust God. It is not just a season of thanksgiving. It is a season of new song. God giving you a testimony. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Second to the last, worship originates from war. When you see a man that has gone through war, he is a man that knows how to worship. 
He's a man that can never forget how to worship. Because if you have ever heard sound of, of God, <laughs> or they put God face to face to you, or you have seen 10,000 beside you that are nowhere to be found, and you look at the other side, you see thousands of them, then you know how to worship. Worship comes after a mighty deliverance. When God delivers you, when God has made you to go through wars, how many people know that when you have gone through some hell, when you come back, you come back a better worshiper? Amen. When you've gone through some storms, when you've gone through seasons of waiting, when God finally gives you that breakthrough and you win that battle over failure, over whatever you are going through, or you have been jobless, and after everything, God gives you that job and you are able to win that war, you will come back. Look at the Moses. When he led the children of Israel out, there were so many songs that Moses wrote during their Exodus period that how God stopped the Red Sea, how God did this, how God did that. When God has taken you through hell, has taken you through storms of life, when you come back, you're coming back with a song. How many people are coming back with a song this morning? You know God is bringing you back to this other with a song. I know you might be going through hell in your marriage. Now you might be going through hell at work. You don't even know if you're going to survive this year at work. You don't even know how your family will survive this year. But God told me to tell you that you are coming back with a song. I said you are coming back with a song. With a testimony. With a song of deliverance. With a song of victory. I know you have been out of job. You have not been doing your right job. The one that you desire. But God told me that you are coming back. With a song. With a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Lastly. Worship. Originates from a willing heart. And a clean heart. The worship that God will accept. It comes from what? A willing heart and what? And a clean heart. If Zoe has that phone now, if I say Zoe should give me that phone, she can decide to be willing. Or if she has a bugle or something, she can decide to be willing to give me. If she's willing to give me and she's doing like this, I will say, oh, thank you there, and I'm going to grab it. But if she's not willing, I don't want to abuse her. You know everything here is child abuse. If you grab it from her, it is an abuse. I will not grab it from her. Do you think I will grab it from her? No. And that is the same thing about our God. When you are coming to church, when you are coming to your quiet time, to your altar, to worship God, and you are worshiping Him grudgingly, and you are worshiping Him in bitterness, and you are worshiping Him in anger, God just look at you. He just walk up us and go to the next person whose heart is willing whose heart is right whose spirit is willing to give him this morning i want to challenge us god is looking for true worshipers he's looking for people whose heart is right whose hearts are willing who are so happy to give him all the praise who are so happy to return all the glory to him i want you to rise up this morning and say lord i'm coming back with a heart of worship this morning lord i come with a heart that is willing to worship you lord i come with a heart that is clean not heart that is full of bitterness not heart that is full of hunger not heart that is full of you know so, sometimes you are even hungry with yourself sometimes you don't love yourself you are coming to church because you don't like the dress you wear you fry your face because you don't have what your friends have you are not happy God wants you to let loose and forget all the things you don't have and count your blessing 
and say, Lord, I'm worshipping you because I'm alive. I'm worshipping you because I can breathe. I'm worshipping you because I can heat. I'm worshipping you because I don't need a head. I'm worshipping you because of what you have done. I want you to count your blessing this morning. I want you to forget, bring to remembrance how your life was 10 years ago and how far God has brought you. Lord, I come with a heart of thanksgiving. Lord, I know I'm not qualified, but I thank you. I worship you this morning. In one minute, I want you to count your blessing. I want you to remember something to be thankful for and say, Lord, I thank you. For my parents, I thank you. They might not be Dangote. They might not be the richest dad or the richest mom. But Lord, I thank you. For my apartment, for my accommodation, I thank you. For my husband, I thank you. He might not be the perfect that I want him to be now. But Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for my marriage. Lord, I thank you for my career. Lord, I might not be doing the right job, but I still say thank you. I judge you faithful. Lord, I thank you for the gift of families. Lord, I thank you for the gift of friends. Even though some of them are betrayers, but Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm here with a heart of worship. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.